Luke chapter 17, verse number 17. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. He said, you know, I healed ten, and one has come back to give thanks. Where are the nine? And so I know we highlight, and we should, a Savior that will leave the ninety-nine to go look for the one. But here is a little place where he says, I got one. Where are the nine? So he is aware of our approach when it comes to thanksgiving. So I preach to you for a few minutes today on this subject, give thanks. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Jesus, thank you for your presence. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost, for the revelation of your purpose in our lives, for the opportunity to look to the word and share it and to know a revelation that leads us to purpose. I know many are away because of family, but we that are here, we are here because we love and thank you and want you to be glorified in our lives. And so let the word and your spirit uh, operate in a way that pleases you today so that we continue in experiencing your purpose and doing your will. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your word and your presence. And I believe you, oh God, for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks so that you never forget what he has done and where he brought you from. Give thanks because you operate with a revelation that God has promised that he will take care of you. Give thanks because you love Jesus and you believe he deserves all of the glory. Give thanks. We should be thankful to one another and thankful for one another. Amen. We should be able to pray and honor God for his blessings in our lives in every type of circumstance. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 15 it says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body. And the verse says, And be ye thankful. Thanksgiving week is kind of a no-brainer what to talk about to some degree. But hopefully it's not just a sermon on a Sunday or a message that you hear. But hopefully it is something that is filtered through your life. I'm just thankful. Someone said, I'm thankful. That's all. My worship, my praise, my life in submission to God's purpose. What are you doing? You know what? He daily loadeth me with blessings and benefits. And I am thankful. Anybody feel that way? Every good and perfect gift comes from above. I am so blessed. I thank God for my family, for my church family. I thank God for my health. I thank God for people in my life that God has healed and delivered. And now they have better health because of his presence. And even those that I know that are battling disease, I thank God that he's keeping them and giving them strength and giving them mercy. I'm thankful for God's provision in my life do you have all you need do you have all you want no i don't have all i want but god is providing supernaturally and god is faithful i I thank god for my job if you have co-workers even if you don't get along with them 
Thank God for my coworkers. Somehow they helped some way, you know. <laughs> I thank God for my community, for my nation. You see, I don't know that it matters. I, I do believe we should vote. I do believe that, that we should honor that opportunity and, and do our best to be informed. And we just had elections and there are shiftings within the nation and even within local communities. But I don't think it should matter to us who's in office for us to still say, God bless America. And God, thank you for blessing me with being in America to live and to worship and to have a family and to have opportunity. What would thanksgiving be without thanks? <laughs> I mean, I know you're thinking already about the sides, you know, the gravy, and maybe they have an IV for you to hook up the gravy, and that, that's just the way you roll. But before we even get there, what would thanksgiving be without thanks? And, and really, what would a walk with God be without a grateful heart and a life that says, you know what? I know God has been good to me. Amen. Circumstances can be challenging, but even Jesus, the Apostle Paul says on the same night that he was betrayed, he gave thanks. I know we'll receive communion tomorrow, but the reality is uh, when you look at when communion took place, uh, it took place in the midst of betrayal. It took place in the midst of a moment when one that was closest to him would turn and reject him. And yet he did not let that adverse circumstance keep him from showing an example. Give thanks in the midst of a betrayal, facing brokenness, Facing even death, I still can say, God has been good to me. Anybody feel that way? God has been good to me. Whether you drive a late model Mercedes or an early model Chevy, God has been good to me. Whether you live in a mansion and uh, I don't think any of you do at least you've never invited me over to your mansion <laughs> whether it's just an apartment or a house or maybe you have neighbors that you really enjoy or sometimes in the dynamic of community life you may not feel that great about your neighbors and maybe things are going well in your life maybe things are, are are not going so great but please let something ring in your spirit today God has been good to me let the peace of God rule in your hearts and be ye thankful it's not too late to start I hope you said thank you when you were going to town on that biscuits and gravy today I hope you said thank you I hope you see you say thank you and we say thank you and don't just say it, but interact with each other in a way that reveals I'm thankful for you. I'm grateful that God has placed you in my life. I'm grateful that we have an opportunity to worship together and experience his blessings. Uh, we trust God and we have confidence that he's able to take even difficult circumstances and turn them for our good. Uh, but sometimes uh, we miss what God is doing uh, because we lack 
lack the quality of thanksgiving and gratefulness that maintains an attitude of praise, worship, love, adoration. God has been good to me. And so I just believe I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to worship Him. I'm going to seek Him. I'm going to love Him. I'm going to honor Him. Glory to God who has blessed me with so many great things. Jesus loves you. Thank you, Jesus. He knows you and He loves you. The good, the bad, the things that you don't ever want anybody to find out. He loves you anyway. So much so that the apostle says when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. God commendeth his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He shows us that he loves us. He proves his love to us every single day. When you wake up and you look around, even in imperfect circumstances, don't let the enemy rob you from this revelation. Jesus loves me. I thank you for loving me nothing can separate me from his love if we become ungrateful if we become discontent if we lose our appreciation for even what God has blessed us with we will miss the opportunity to walk and live in the blessing of God living by faith and walking with purpose but we can do what we did here today in everyday life enter his gates with thanksgiving his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good his mercy is ever lasting his truth endureth to all generations you don't need all of the trappings of even a great family thanksgiving to somehow enter into his presence and say thank you lord for loving me for saving me for blessing me for giving me hope thank God. we we are thankful and we give thanks because we never want to forget what he has done and where he has brought us from. We want to have a heart that is grateful because we never want to begin to operate in a way that reflects some version of entitlement where we begin to think differently about the situation than we really should. We were the servants of sin. We were destined to pay the price for our sins. But now because of the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, he has paid the price for our sins and opened up a way for salvation and a life of purpose. If that's not something to be thankful for, I'm not sure what you'd be waiting on because right now, thanks to the goodness of God, I'm on my way to heaven. I have a relationship with Almighty God. He's washed away my sins. He's given me what I need. I like it when somebody can say, and I know it may seem extreme, and I don't rejoice in your suffering, but I think it's okay to say, I'm not feeling well, but I'm thankful. Amen. I'm not thankful I'm not feeling well, 
But I'm trying to operate in a principle that says in everything, give thanks. I have needs, but I'm thankful. I have obstacles, but I'm thankful. I have desires yet unmet, but I'm thankful. Thankful. Because I recognize that Jesus Christ loved me. His suffering, his shame enabled him to look at that group of people at his very last expression. It is finished. What is finished? The hold that death and hell and sin had maintained over generations of people. It's finished. It's broken. It's gone. You don't have to be an addict. You don't have to be given to sin. You don't have to be given to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of the life. Pride of life. You can walk in victory, in power, in anointing, with purpose. You can do the will of God. Yes. Who did that? God did that. Don't mistake, I thank you for being faithful and letting this be your church home and committed to it in the way that you serve and give and support. But never mistake, uh, it wasn't a pastor that died for you. It wasn't a denominational leader that died for you. It was none of the popes that died for you. But Jesus Christ, God and God alone paid the price. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I don't want to forget what he did for me. I don't want to forget where he found me. Praise God. I'm thankful. And I will not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And don't be ashamed of your testimony. The apostle Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 1. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before, now listen to his testimony, before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. What a testimony. And then he continues by saying, how be it for this cause I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. That's his testimony. And he's not trying to impress you with his background, with his education, with his religious tradition. In fact, he says, now unto the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. I know. You're not always proud of your past, of your history, of those circumstances the Lord brought you from. 
Now, I don't believe we should try to glorify those things. But I also don't believe it would be fair to the present generation for us to be so ashamed of our testimony that we don't share it in a way that's effective and reveals our heart, our love for God, and our appreciation for Him. Go ahead once in a while and tell somebody that's struggling with a habit. I used to struggle with that habit, but look what the Lord has done. Go ahead and tell somebody that's battling the spirit. I used to battle that spirit, but look at what the Lord has done. Go ahead and tell somebody that has walked through a fiery trial. I walked through a fiery trial, but look what the Lord has done. I saw some of your 10-year pictures. If you find a 10-year-old picture of me on the internet, somebody else posted it. Probably if you find a 10-minute-old picture of me on the internet, somebody else posted it. But those are kind of interesting things, and, and sometimes it does jog our memory. And we look back over our life. And we're able to say, I don't deserve one good thing that he's done for me. I just got to give thanks. I just got to love him. I just got to worship him. Because God has been so good to me. Hallelujah. Don't be ashamed. Give thanks so that you never forget what he has done for you or where. He has brought you from. Give thanks because God has promised to take care of you. And you believe that he will keep his promise. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Take no thought what we shall eat or what we shall drink. Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. And there is a promise that he will provide. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seed begging for bread. What do you say? Give thanks even in a moment of lack because God has promised he'll make a way. He'll do the work. He'll open the door. He'll provide. I'm just thankful. Has it happened yet? No, but I'm thankful. If you fail to be thankful, expecting what God has promised to come to pass, it is an indication that you think you got to where you are on your own. And at the time, you probably didn't think that. But we get settled in. And we look around at life. And we feel like the old hymn says, looks like we made it. I don't think that was a hymn. It might not even have been a her. Do not forget where he brought you from. And let what he's brought you from and brought you through Fuel your faith. God keeps his promises. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we go from faith to faith. 
and glory to glory. And we thank God for victories that took place last week, last month, last year. But in our thanksgiving, we anticipate the God that gave me victory yesterday. He will not be defeated today or tomorrow. Because you trust and believe God will take care of you. Praise God. Be thankful because you love Jesus and you believe that He deserves all the glory. Amen. Psalm chapter 30. Thou hast turned, Brother Cliff, my morning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee when the temperature is just right. No, he didn't say it. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee when I'm not feeling sick. No. He didn't say it. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee when people like me. I have a lot of friends. I never feel lonely. No. He said, oh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Is it the name of Jesus? Is it the name of Jesus? Is it the name of Jesus? out of respect not because we're making fun but brother Cliff has taught us sometimes you just gotta remember he turned you around I don't even make a ritual or a tradition out of any specific thing and that's his praise but if you're having a hard time praising God maybe you ought to turn and remind yourself. I mean this because it's Thanksgiving week. You've got a whole week to get over it. Listen, if you have a hard time extricating yourself, jaws of life, just as some of the dearest, sweetest people that participate in this particular program sitting on the premises instead of standing on the promises, some of them sometimes they get to where it's so hard to somehow extricate them from that wonderful padded, unpadded chair and simply give the Lord the glory, the praise, the honor, the worship that He is due. If you struggle with us, not because of physical pain, but because of lethargy or a lukewarm spirit or disappointment or hurt, you ought to hop up and do a little 
Brother Cliff has a birthday in a couple of Sundays, Sunday, December the 8th. Trinity had a birthday yesterday. We don't usually mention birthdays because we'll forget one. That person gets mad, end up going somewhere else. We don't like that, so we just try to be careful. <laughs> but I think you're turning 67. Ha! Ah! 68. And he looks beautiful. Some of you were like falling out because you thought he was 58. Got such a young, pretty wife. You're like 68. But I tell you what it does for me. And what it does for me when I see somebody come in here that feels physical pain just getting out of the house, just to get to the building, I just say, God, I cannot help but worship you, love you, magnify you, and do your work because you've given me too much. Jesus and you believe he deserves all the glory don't mistakenly believe that our praise and worship is religious ritual because the father seeketh such that will worship him in spirit and in truth Psalm 61 5 I'm reading from the Amplified, but I want this to stick with you. Circle it, underline it, make a note of it. Psalm 61.5, the second half of the verse says, You have given me the heritage of those who fear, revere, and honor your name. What a godly heritage. Not just religious tradition. Not just some routine. Not just put your 30 minutes in a week so that you can satisfy some little element of your conscience uh, that you're doing what you can do to honor God. I don't mean that unkindly or disrespectfully. I'm telling you, that's not where the bar is. The bar is, hey, you have given me a godly heritage, a godly heritage that is made up of those who fear, revere, and honor your name. Give thanks because you love Jesus. You love his name, and you believe he deserves all the glory. Amen. Stand with me. I apologize for using personal examples. But for several years now, Sister Dora, I watch you and I realize some of our songs that we're not singing in Spanish. They're unfamiliar to you. And I've watched you through the years. Still lift your hands. And still lift your voice. And still give God the praise. I've even seen tears stream down the side of your face. As you just love the Lord. And so we go to Bexley as much as we can. And have worship in the Spanish language. To try to create a little bit more comfort. But what are you saying pastor? I'm saying when you have a heritage. When you have a legacy. When it's planted in your life. I'm just one of those that fears, reveres, and glorifies, honors the name.
name of Jesus, you can stand in an atmosphere where you may not really know what's going on, everything word for word, but something in your heart hears the name of Jesus, and you can't help, but your hand shoots up, and your mouth opens wide, and you start saying, I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Hey, that's not tradition. That's not going through the motions. That's not trying to satisfy some religious practice. Hey, I've got a heritage. I'm a child of God. Give thanks. Thank you, Lord. Give thanks. That needs to be your default setting. I don't feel like worshiping today, but I'm on that default setting that says give thanks. Amen. A lot of stuff is kind of out of sync, and I, I'm not real comfortable. This, that, and the other thing happened. You, you, you don't know the trouble I've seen. Whoa, 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 whoa is me. All that. But my default setting. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You've made a way for me, Lord. I've had people come and say, I'm just happy that God gave me the strength today to come to church. And I don't feel any pain today. And it's such a rare thing for me to have a day where I'm not feeling pain so I can come to church, lift my hands, worship Him. I've had some say today was one of the first services in a while that I could really have liberty because the physical pain wasn't there. Sometimes He heals you instantly to God be the glory. But even when He moves you through a season where it's persistent, where it doesn't seem to go away, there's still a heritage that you own because of the grace of God. Be thankful unto him. Amen. I'm blessed. blessed his name. Would you bow your heads? Lord Jesus, we are here. Somebody said to worship you, to give you glory, to honor you and praise you with all of our heart.